All right, can you do it? Yeah, yeah you can do this. Right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Get Welcome me back. Up here. Oh, you're you're recording. Another... You bastard. <laughs> to another episode of Maybe, Maybe. Next Time <laughs> Live from Napanock. This is your host, William Bluer, with my co-host, Simon Drew McCormack. Hey, how you doing? We are here as we are each and every week, bringing you the hottest and latest news on one of the more interesting teams in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets. Simon, we're here. We have an idyllic forest setting around us. We have one of the sweetest bevies on the table in front of us. Would you like to introduce people to the latest member of the Maybe Nets Time family? Yes. Bud Light. Orange. Orange. (laughs) Orange, you glad I didn't say, what's the knock-knock joke? Orange, you glad I didn't say banana. Orange, you glad I didn't say banana. All right. Come here, baby. A little closer to the microphone. (laughs) Get your your head out of your hands. We're going to... We're going to do this one, okay? All right. So as any even casual admirer of this podcast will know, Simon and I are no stranger to the Bud Light fruit drink. Yeah. Uh, however, that has largely been limited to Bud Light Lime. Uh, yeah. Today, somewhere between Brooklyn and Napanee, mm-hmm. we stopped at a mobile gas station, one, for one of our party to puke, and two, <laughs> for the rest of the party to load up on various iterations of Four loco and, as we've mentioned, a Bud Light Orange, yeah. a product neither of us, as far as I'm aware, New existed prior to today. Uh, yeah, you You'd know, heard rumors. Honestly, of it, yeah, exactly. I saw a sign. It, it was advertised at Cervantes. Oh, but we didn't get it. We got thirty six dollar tequila. Right. Uh, uh, pictures. Pictures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, yes, that's the only place I've ever heard of it. All right. Well, it's pretty exciting stuff. I don't mind it. I think it's. I think it's you think it's, you think it stacks up to the line. It's not as good as the line, but it's it's incredible in its own right. I mean, that's that is uh, that's high praise there. Not quite as good as Bud Light Lime, but pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right. So we are we are up here. We've gone on vacation. We've traveled hundreds of miles, driven in a luxurious Cameron Camry LE. Yeah. Uh, rented from one of the sketchiest uh, car dealerships in Brooklyn. Uh, sensible, sensible car. Yeah. Not a sponsor, but would like to give them a shout on air. I think they have a very low advertising budget. I think they have a low budget. But I think it's a low generally. budget place. And yeah. they pass along those savings. Um, we have no idea what it costs, but we imagine it'll be cheap. Yeah. Simon, this could technically be classified as an emergency cast. Right. We can certainly package it that way. Um, I was coming into this thing thinking we were going to talk Net Summer League in yeah. a big way. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong, I want to talk Summer Let's League. Talk I summer have league. I have about 8 seconds worth of material that I've uh-huh. prepared for that. Mm-hmm. But do you think we should get to the to the get to, to the, the elephant in the room? Let's get to the biggest thing. Yes. All right, let's get to, let's start. We're gonna we're gonna do the inverted pyramid, taking a little note from your colleagues in the journalism profession. That's that's right. Uh, we're gonna do an inverted here. So, what just happened last night? Could you could you just break it down in as simple way as possible? Because I'm still personally, 
I'm reeling from this thing. Yeah, Bill, you're not the only one. Um, I, I'm, I'm reeling from that uh, game last night. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, can I? But I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. All right. We. I want to play. This could be the final oh, time yeah. to set this up. Thank you. This Bill, could be yeah. the final time we ever play this drop for a player neither of us liked from the jump. Well, that's. <laughs> Jeremy Lin. <laughs> okay, let's so let, let's take it. Let's take these two trades one at a time here. Sure. One, they're, although they're very interrelated. One trade was uh, the Nets sent Jeremy Lin, the oft-injured point guard for the uh, New Jersey Nets, to the Atlanta Hawks for uh, in, in exchange for. Um, uh, the right to swap picks in 2023, uh, second round picks, and the rights to a guy whose name I don't remember, but... Uh, you're, you must be talking Isaiah Cordonaire. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being on top of that. Yes, yeah. we have the rights to him. He was injured with, uh, had a very serious sounding surgery for tendon, lingering tendonitis issues in his knee. Adrian Wojnarowski says he's probably never going to play in the NBA. Uh, uh, and they got a, a 2025 second round pick for the Nets. Yes, exactly. So we so second round pick, yeah. And then we also re- we received um, a 2020, right? 21. 20. Okay. 2021. Two. two yeah. Okay. Uh, um, second round pick, and uh, then. Um, we also that freed up twelve point five million dollars worth of cap space, which allowed us to then trade Isaiah Whitehead to the Denver Nuggets in exchange for Kenneth Fareed. Woo! Uh, woo! Uh, and who is the bum that we got? Uh, Daryl Allen. Daryl Arthur. No, Daryl Arthur. Daryl Arthur. Stretch four. Uh, extremely generously. Yep. Uh, described as a stretch four. Um, Probably most impressive uh, Daryl Arthur fact that he has remained in the NBA since <laughs> he was drafted almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a feat for someone who, after a cursory glance at basketball reference and their stats, has never done anything no. uh, seemingly in the NBA of any note. F- very puzzling why he's making $7 million right now, but he is. Um, and uh, here's what we really, the, the, the tastiest morsel of this whole thing is a f- next year, 2019, uh, uh, protected 1 through 12 first round pick. So anywhere between 13 and 30, we get the Nuggets pick. You know what the Nuggets pick was last year? Uh, 14, 14. right? Yeah. But now the Lakers are in the, the West. These are all the sorts of ramifications we can go down on this. Yeah, this I know. Thing. So that's that's super, super, super exciting. Uh, even though next year's draft is supposed to be bad. But um, And we got a... Another first, a second round pick from them, I feel like. Um, first round pick. There's in twenty nineteen. There's second. Anyway. I don't know. So, but the point. The point is, next year. Yes. The exciting thing is, next year we will have not only our pick, we will have Denver's pick. So long as they don't uh, tank this year, basically. And we will also have. So we'll have two first round picks and. 
and two max uh, space for two max offers. Right. Oh, we yes, we also we do get uh, in 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 2020 we get a second round pick from from Denver from unprotected. Denver. Great. Perfect. Simon, what is your immediate reaction? Um, I mean, I want this thing just whatever's right in your off the, gut right now, yeah. I had been, I mean, ever since the Dwight Howard trade, yeah. I have been this uh, getting Farid for a pick has been my uh number one hope. Now, I had hoped that we would get Michael, Michael Porter, Porter Jr., but but Maybe we'll get next year's Michael Porter. We got 2007's Michael Porter, Daryl Arthur. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I'm I'm super super excited about that. Kenneth Fareed is like addresses a, a a need that we have. We needed a backup power forward. We need defense desperately. We need rebounding desperately. He fills checks both of those. He's a boxes. tough guy. He's never except for last season, which was his career worst. Uh, could be a red flag, maybe not. <laughs> uh, he's never averaged less than uh, fewer than seven rebounds, right, in a season. That's great. Yeah. And uh, my knee jerk on Kenneth, great. Yeah. Like him. He's on Good. the waiver wire often in okay. fantasy. Uh, you know, that's where I know him from mostly. Is he picked up sometimes? Yes. Okay. Uh, if you need a, a, an efficient scorer, the Gets rebounds and and some defensive numbers. Mm-hmm. Go for Fareed, man. Okay. Yeah, he's not going to hurt you. He's not going to get any threes. He's but I think his his free throw is fine. Yeah, he's a fine player. Right. And and I think he he works perfectly on this team who needs size, as you said, needs size, needs boards, needs some defensive intensity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's all those things. He was obviously when Paul Millsap came to Denver. Uh, Got got pushed out of the lineup, even though Millsap was out for the majority of last season. Uh, I mean, yeah, there are some red. Like, right. I don't think I'm not. I don't anticipate Kenneth Fareed being a revelation. No, like if he's as good as Trevor Booker, I would be thrilled. Yeah, and I I think he will be, and I think he'll be better than Dante Cunningham, hopefully, or yeah. at least more impactful. But I and I was a big Cunningham fan. And as as with all these things, one has to keep an eye to getting rid of Quincy Acey. Yeah. And getting two more fours has to push the 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 scale a little bit in favor of no longer having Quincy Acey on the team. We have to hope, Bill. That may be your favorite part of this. Uh, that could be my favorite trade. one. But no, I think I think you know the draft obviously uh, is most exciting. The draft pick, oh, first round. Yes, yes, definitely. Also, Bill, can we, if you wouldn't mind, could we? We can cue it up in a second. But I do want, as we say goodbye to Isaiah Whitehead, to uh, play your truly wonderful Coney Island baby. Coney draw. Island baby, Isaiah. Uh, it was great to have a kid from Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, wasn't very good. No. Amazing that he started as many games as he did his rookie year. Almost didn't play at all last year and now got traded and immediately waived. Yes. Uh, he is likely going to end up overseas. Yeah. So with that, Isaiah, here you go, buddy. You really do, Isaiah. <laughs> that is I, a good one. I, yeah, I had uh, forgotten about that. Yeah, one. it's a, it's great. Uh, you meant a lot to us, Isaiah. We you'll always be part of the Nets family, at least the maybe Nets time family. Um, Nets Nation, big shout. Best of luck out there. Uh, I wish it were Quincy and not you, but we can't have it all. Yeah, and I'm. I was. I had given up on the Kenneth Fareed 
thing. I had given up too. Uh, that was a brilliant move. I can't believe Jeremy Lin uh, got dumped for so little. I know. Uh, Jeremy Lin losing him as a player is obviously uh, a great gift to the Nets. He still can't do. He's still at one on one. He can't even do three on three yet, let alone five on five full contact. Um, he has been injured far more than he's played. He has stated himself that he's nowhere near as explosive as he once was. And I think, uh, I mean, but you could argue about how explosive he ever was. Um, no, he was, he was, he was more explosive than I gave him credit for. Uh, anyway, he was, he was a, a miserable pickup three years ago. We overpaid for him and he has been a massive disappointment. In addition to which he brought some of the most, uh, fervent and uh, that is a euphemism for massively annoying fans uh, <laughs> with him on Twitter and in Redditsville. I uh, enjoy that Denver. No, he went to Atlanta, Atlanta. You, you have your hands full um, with people telling you that, uh, you know, S- Steph Curry pales in comparison to Jeremy Lin um, with a straight face. <laughs> now, uh, also, uh, Atlanta got a D from Kevin Pelton. Yes, of course. I mean, uh, they're they're actually. I was trying to think which team has the least amount of talent in the East. Uh huh. And I mean, obviously, it's the Nets. But um, the second team, the only team that one could make an argument is as untalented as the Nets would be the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. And I think uh, I think getting Lynn onto that team will do wonders in, in terms of uh, our matching up with them uh, in terms of talent. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, Bill, let me ask you, and I don't know the answer to this. This is a, a, I'm genuinely asking this. Yeah, let's just let it out there, man. What? Why do you think that the Nets went through all of that money and time and expense to rehab Jeremy Lin? Given that, I mean, do you, yeah, why do you, why do you think they did that? Uh, I think legitimately that this team has an ethos or as they say in the, the, how we talk about it, the culture Mm -hmm. that really is player oriented and they are, they want to attract people here by throwing every resource imaginable at their players, whether they have a long-term future with the team or obviously, obviously there were thoughts that Jeremy Lin wouldn't be on this team this year. Um, He's been in talks, I think basically since we got him about being traded, but I think it shows pretty remarkably that the team is actually might be committed to players, Mm -hmm. regardless of what they're, you know, what they think of them as quote unquote long-term assets. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's got to be kind of attractive to other players. Like, I'm not saying Kevin Durant is now like, oh, I should have taken that interview with the Nets, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, um, a Tobias Harris guy might be like, I've been (coughs) kind of done dirty in Detroit. And now I'm in the Clippers and could be traded off the Clippers and don't really have a home. I'd at least like to go somewhere where while I'm there, I know they're going to roll out the red carpet for me and anything's going to happen. Uh, okay. I mean, and, and they'll do they'll do anything that they need to to support me and make sure I've got what I need. OK. Uh, uh, I mean, I think it looks great. 
You know, like, I mean, it's an, it's annoying from a very cynical, like, uh, um, you know, if we look at through the eyes of ownership that like, yeah, why Which did we waste all see. that? <laughs> right, I, I right. can't turn that off. No, you're, 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 you're a born too. master, not a slave. And uh, <laughs> everyone says that about you, but... Um, you know, I think it, I think it looks great. I mean, we did everything in our power to rehab him. We paid uh, for him to go to a facility in Vancouver for an entire year, and that's 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 remarkable. That's treating these people whose entire livelihood is based on their physical bodies with as much um, respect as you possibly can. And uh, I think it looks good. Yeah. Nets. Um. Two things. One. Uh, important to another important aspect of this trade is that it does nothing to add money to the 2019 payroll, so we're still looking at between 50 and 70 million um, of, available, depending on whose options we pick up. Right. The, the biggest, truly, it's it's all about like D'Angelo, D'Angelo mostly, right. yeah, because he has he has a nine even to make him a restricted free agent, which I, ima- I imagine we'll do. We'll see what happens, but. Imagine we'll do, it's like $9 million. You have to basically make him a $9 million offer. Okay, yeah. I mean, easily right now, hands down, no questions asked, I would give that man $9 million. Um, that would be a bargain for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 2019 freed up. I would say the two other things that I would be interested in seeing moves on okay, uh, are from two very different angles. One, financially, I would love to see them somehow get rid of Alan Crabb. That seems far-fetched uh-huh. uh, that we'd be able to pull that off, but that would be uh, a nice move. Yeah. Uh, the other one, as I mentioned to you earlier, I would like to see Spencer Dinwiddie moved, even though I know he will be <coughs> great as a backup uh, and, a, and a steal as a backup uh, point guard this year. I really find his attitude troubling. Yeah. Um, and I like arrogance and I like swagger and I like um, confidence, but there's just something about his particular brand of it, which seems like, uh, which just, which just bothers me um, from his constant, every single time a, a whistle's called, he's complaining to the refs. Um, and, and, and there's just like this aura of like, he has been wrong, done wrong mm-hmm. in every single instance from where he was drafted to what he's being paid to the calls on the court to, uh, you know, every, every single aspect of his persona is he feels that he, uh, you know, is entitled to something that he's not getting. And I'm not saying, you know, just be grateful for whatever scraps you get and do, do as the, the master says yeah. by any, by any stretch of the magic. Imagination, but but the way he the way he he does it rubs me the wrong way. Oh, yeah, um, I I understand that. The other thing about Dinwiddie and and uh, is that he, he becomes less valuable as a trade piece every day that passes. Right? Um, I don't two... think so. Really? I think that uh, I think that you could keep him until the midseason trade thing. Okay. Uh, trade deadline and maybe flip him there. But I mean, obviously if you don't do it, then, then he's, it's lost. Then we're going to try and keep him. Um, well, he still has two, so he's two years. He does. I thought he only had one. No. Oh. He's, he, he, he is signed for another two years in unguaranteed money. Hmm. Um, but. Wow. But. That's quite a steal. Yeah. But, but. Um, maybe I don't mind him that much. <laughs> But it's <coughs> it's tough because 
you know, yeah, so that, that you know, it, it is still, like, every game you play is less time, that he's on the Nets, is less time that he could be playing on another team. And, and, and definitely, barring some sort of injury or, or pretty extreme regression, he will be making a lot more once, yes. once his contract Oh, 100%. Up. So, yeah, he'd, he'd sign up, I mean, not in this offseason when no one gets mm-hmm. any money, but the, the, uh, the max is going up right. soon, the cap. I would say I would say he would he's looking especially if you look at what Joe Harris got. Yeah. I would say the Nets probably value I'm not saying they would sign him, but I'm saying I would say they probably value him at something like twelve or thirteen million dollars. Okay. I hope that's not true. <laughs> um, what about you? Are you are you content with this free agent last last episode was titled Free Agency is Boring. Mm-hmm. Simon, do we have to eat our eat our foot? Uh Is that what you eat? Uh, yeah, you have to eat your foot. No, you yeah. eat our crow? Put our foot in it? Put our fo- No, that's put your foot in your mouth. Eat, eat crow eat is crow. like when you're wrong about something. You know what I think we're eating crow. So, I think we're eating a little bit of crow. But I mean, we I got a first round pick. Yeah. That's crow eating well, that's territory. Not, but that's not like That's crow eating territory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last year, think about think about last year's I, I, last I, I, year's off Yeah, season, I can't wait. Right? Yeah, D'Angelo baby. That was blockbuster right. central. That was huge, and then Alan Crabbe did turn out to be a bust, but at the mm. time was kind of, in, at least to me, was exciting to have somebody who could actually shoot three-pointers because you have to remember that year, yes. we were so bad Right, we were like, years. you know what? All this team needs is a three-point shooter, <laughs> and we are minimum 48-win team. Shit, he shot 37%. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So- Turns out we didn't just need three-point shooters. <laughs> Although we weren't particularly good last season, right? Either, and but. and the Damari Carroll trade, there was there were some Damari Carroll, yeah, that going was a good on. one. That it was more exciting. And this year is like basically the same. Ed game Davis back together. You know, it's hard to get worked up about Ed Davis. K- Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed again. Yeah, another another guy. You're not gonna you know and, drop and, your pants. When and Daryl Arthur received the rave reviews from you of how is he still in the league? Sure. So uh, that's not really. It's a, a heartfelt a huge, question, right? No, I understand. Uh, it's as sincere a question as you're going to get from me. But what I think we have to do, uh, Bill, is just sort of try to transport our bodies. Just imagine what it will be like at the 2019 NBA draft when we've got. We are going to be there. I, I hope it's at Barclays. Pretty solid ish. I think picks. it might be at Barclays. I mean, well, why not? We don't know, but yeah, it seems like it seems great there. It was there last year. Why wouldn't it be next yeah. year? I know how these things work. I can read. Uh, Simon, unless you have much more to say about the free agency, I think we need to transition to Summer League. Sure, let's Summer League. All right. I don't know if they played their final game, the sixth game. I don't know either, but I don't think so. They're at 0 for 4 or 0 for 5? 0 for 4. 0 for 4. When they lost to the Rockets in a heartbreaker. Yeah. Um, It's been a really, really... Exciting summer league for non for everyone else in the league. So there are some fantastic narratives, right? Summer league is a very exciting time. I've been listening to some broader NBA podcasts. Uh, Jaron Jackson is going nuts. This guy Jonathan play for Jaron Jackson got drafted this year fourth by the Grizzlies, Uh. Um, or possibly third. Third, yeah, he got or fourth. Sorry, fourth, yeah. yeah. Uh, then Jonathan Isaacs, a guy who was injured much of last year on the Magic, came in and is apparently scorching hot. Kevin Knox for the Knicks. People are going, uh, 
crazy about him. Um, these guys are, like, all legitimate seeming, like, blue chip players. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is apparently the best big in the, in the summer league thus far. He went to the Bulls at number seven. And people are going nuts about him. I mean, just these stories of these guys doing amazing things. Then there's, like, the stories of the, of the bus, like Trey Young. And everyone's wondering, like, oh, we shouldn't read too much into it. You know, like, let's let's not despair. Steph Curry didn't have a great summer league. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be the next Steph Curry or is he a bus? Anyway, it's dramatic. It's exciting. Fan bases are, you know, ignited by summer league. Then you transition. <laughs> To the Nets. Yeah. We have two draft picks. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Two guys I would love to see. Put. Simon, I've never seen Rojan Kuric no. play a game of no, basketball. No, me either. Uh, I think that, that, that's true of much of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and perhaps for a good reason. Um, <laughs> then you've got, you've got Nani uh, Musa. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most electric scorers in the Asiatic Area, what was it? Not Asiatic. Uh, what was his summer? What was the league he was in? I don't know. Okay, a league, a European league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a, an electric scorer, mm-hmm. one of the great score, the best scoring European in this draft. Would have loved to see him out there in Las Vegas. Didn't didn't happen. Yeah. Um, what did happen was a guy named Sean Dawson, a twenty five year old Israeli, mm-hmm. uh, lit it up. Two or three games. Yeah. Um, the guy from North Carolina. Theo Pinson. Theo Pinson had a game or two that was decent. Yeah. Um, Watanabe, mm-hmm. the Japanese guy, had a couple good games. He had a few good People games. People are interested in him as a, the last one was a clunker against the Rockets. And then in terms of people... Um, People from the Nets who we already know and love, mm-hmm. Karis LeVert didn't play. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. I think it was absurd that he was even on the team. Yeah. Especially because we act as if he's like some transcendent fucking player. If that guy is not a starter this year with the Nets, then all of this shit about how we stole him, where we drafted him, mm-hmm. and how he's like, you know, one of the two untouchables on the team is just total bullshit. Like, if you're not starting on the net, he's 23 or 4 at this 24, point. 24, yeah. 24 fucking years old, and you're not starting on the least talented team, not in 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 just the Eastern Conference, which is miserable, but in the entire NBA. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Kings look like fucking rock stars compared to the Nets. Yeah, Kings have some interesting the stuff Kings going. Kings have some uh, interesting uh, stuff uh, But going. speaking of Summer League, the guy that Bagley? They- yeah, Bagley and um, and oh, the guy from the guy a few that years they got ago last year, uh, who was the number one uh, high school guy, and right? Had a knee thing or something at Duke, <coughs> and he is yeah. That was another guy name, that he, he is like blowing up, right? Mm-hmm. This He's year. been doing fantastically. Uh, yeah, I, I'm forgetting his name, but anyway, yes, that's too another, much Bud Light Orange. Yeah. Is there any of that left, by the way? Sorry, uh, yeah, there's a bit. You hogging? Yeah. Uh, pass the orange. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. So they're they're more talented. What was I talking about? We're not Nets, talented. We oh suck. yeah. So so then Allen played. You know what? Got a bunch of rebounds. Put up a, a big numbers and blocks. Offensively looked timid as ever, though he did hit a three pointer. But those are just like that's just weak stuff to hang your summer you know your summer league hat on. And 
<laughs> Another thing just worth mentioning, people are like, yeah, you know, one thing is seeing all these new guys, but another great thing about Summer League has been to see these second-year guys who their coach makes them play in this, and they just look so good. They just dominate. Like Bam out of Bayou and OG out of Nobi. No, Bam out of Bayou is on the heat. Um, he was a guy that was linked with the mm-hmm. Nets who went, like, just before Jared Allen, I think. Right, right, right. right. Um, Anyway, you know, they're, like, talking about all these guys who are, who are just like, oh, they shouldn't even be in it. Meanwhile, fucking Karis LeVert is on the team, didn't do anything. Uh, Jared Allen uh, did fine, you know, but I, you could tell, like, they're, they're just like, you got to show us you can rebound because we want you to work on rebounds, and you got to show us you want to block, which yeah. is great. The blocking thing is good. Rebounding, yeah, great. But it's like, you know, if, if they're really at that level right. – uh, you can just be like, just go out and do your thing, man. Like, you're going to fucking destroy these guys. It, They're jokes. It does kind of... Um, yeah, so I, 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 one thing I'll say is that, yes, generally Summer League has been a bummer. Yeah, bummer league. Um, but the the last... Um, the, the, the thing about Jarrett that I think we have to keep in mind is, like, even though he is one of, and you could make a case, like... Is, is, like, the most promising person on our team. Like, we should understand that, like, one, the way the Nets' offense works, but also just generally the, the way that Jared Allen projects offensively. Like, he's just – he is probably on a well-functioning, like, Nets team. He is, like, the least – he's, like, the player you do not think about, right? You're like, oh, oh, wow, he had, like – Ten rebounds. He's he a like pick and roll blocks. guy. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna lob to him on a, on a pick and roll, or you know, right. there's gonna be an occasional. Uh, they're going all all 24 seconds in the clock, and he's gonna get the the last right. like um, corner three. Right. So it's so so we are at at <coughs> once extremely excited about him. You and I both are. Mm-hmm. But two, I think we do have to step back and be like, th- this is not gonna be our like savior. Like he no, just is no. not. He's not. Uh, no, <laughs> he's not gonna be like a, a 2012 guy. Mm-hmm. He's. He he could be uh, if that second number holds twelve rebounds that'd be amazing. Yes, with like two or three blocks. Yeah, uh, and you know eight to eight fifteen. Points, right. I mean fifteen if, would be efficient, crazy. Efficient, efficient can points. shoot free throws. Yeah, he'd be a really really nice nice player to have. Yeah, and I love him. I mean, he's yeah, got a fro. He lives with his ma. You know, all sorts of fun things. He likes computers. The, oh, uh, the photo that uh, Hillary did show me that that photo of him posing with a video game. That was very oh, on yeah. brand. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, any other summer league thoughts? We might be going next year. Yeah. Do you want to get on that or no? No. Okay. Let's just leave it at this, folks. This is a tantalizing little carrot we'll dangle out there. Simon and I may be in Las Vegas next summer. That's right. Be be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. Maybe next time. Nation. <laughs> so egregious to say that we have a nation of followers. So we are going to transition. Okay. And I'm going to scream so um, in order to indicate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to transition to the theme of the show. As I mentioned, it's an idyllic setting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have a cabin theme because oh, we're in okay. a cabin upstate, four days of glorious revelry. We're allotted five drinks a day. Uh, and Hillary, we're in the middle of something here, buddy. Uh, 
She likes to make her way onto this cast one way or another. Um, so anyway, we're going to do a cabin theme. And Simon, I've got, I've got some cabin theme questions for you. And I know because this is a two-way thing, it's mm-hmm. a mutual thing, yep. you've also come up with some things, right? Yeah, I didn't realize it was a cabin theme. I explicitly until. sent you an email saying this hmm. was a cabin theme. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe it went to our maybe next time inbox where <laughs> uh, email were to come would go to die. Uh, we didn't get any. Send us questions, folks. Mailbag, <laughs> maybe next time at gmail.com. This is a cabin theme, and Simon, I have... Two, no, three pretty fun things uh, for you to think about here. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to start with this one. Okay. We're staying on a pond, right? There's a pond. We watch. It's gross. We're not going to go in that pond. Uh But there's water elements around, Mm -hmm. right? So since we're staying near water elements, I wanted you – I'm going to – Ask you what net is most like these water elements. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to name it, and I just want a quick, okay. this is a quick rapid-fire response. And you can, you know, uh, Fareed, Ed Davis, these guys are our options. Uh, right. Daryl, what? Arthur. Arthur. I just, I, I hope he's not on the team long enough <laughs> for me to have to remember that name. Hard as heck to get excited <laughs> about Daryl Arthur. I wanted to be so, I wanted to be like the real guy, the real reason we did that trade was Daryl Arthur. And then I looked at it, it's like 30 years old, uh, absolutely middle of the road. I'm not even middle, like, like bad. Uh-huh. Like if Quincy AC managed to stay in the league for a decade, it would look a lot like Daryl Arthur. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to name a water element, lay it out. What net it's like. Okay. Our rookies are in there too. Pond. Pond. I small and still. But you can think of other things too. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who's like our calmest, most relaxed net. Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll could be except he gets kind of fired up. Yeah, okay. Sometimes, but I'm just trying to... Maybe Karis Levert. Let's say Karis Levert Karis Levert's is a, a pond. pond. River. River. Flowing, constantly changing, dynamic. Mm. D'Angelo Russell. D'Lo is our river. Big time agree with that. Lake. Lake, a big body A big old body let's of water. Say, let's say that's uh, Ed Davis. I was going to say Ed Davis. Yeah, perfect. Waterfall. Ooh. Don't go chasing him, Simon. I mean, feel feel free to chase it. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Hillary. You do you. Uh, I think. I think. Don't uh, go chasing. I think uh, Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb. Is a waterfall? Because he's crashing and burning. Don't don't go chasing waterfalls. He's moody. A waterfall is moody. You want to, like. Well, uh, to me, it's it's it was based on the song. Yeah, don't I don't know what the song. I, mean, I think it's about like never taking I was eight like when it came risks out. or whatever. I was roller skating I at think, Roller King. I think it's about risks. Risks, and I think that. But he does take risks. Well, but I think that it well it was a, it was a huge risk to acquire him. Oh, it hasn't yeah. paid off, and it's also risky to. Oh, sort of you like he's the waterfall we chase. Yes. Oh, interesting. And also he. Um, you know, whenever you think, whenever I think he might be starting to turn a corner, yeah, he's never good. No. So you just can't, can't put your faith in it. Don't All right, two more. Ocean. Mm. Big ol' meditative, big ol' meditative thing. 
crashing I'll waves. I'll say Zanon Musa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no explanation necessary there. Yeah. I, uh, unless you want. To. I just yeah. I I I think that I don't really know what. <laughs> Is gonna come of him. I mean, I basically have very, very, very low expectations, but you know, I I think it's a he's an open he's he's an unwritten book. Okay, and a hot spring, a little bubbling hot. Ooh, spring. a hot spring, Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll's a bubbling hot spring. He's he's fiery. He's a he's, fiery guy. Oh wow! Exactly the opposite of a pond, which I suggested he was earlier. Well, I think he's calm off the court. Right, but on the court, he's a hot spring. Yeah, that's right. Um. Marcus Smart would have been a good hot spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Smart would have been an easy. Okay. An easy so next one, and this. Oh, I don't know if we should do this. How much? How how deep are we? Okay. Now we got time. Uh, Twenty questions. We took a car trip right up here. Uh-huh. So do you have twenty questions. No, okay, Jesus okay, Christ! Do you have twenty questions for me, buddy? I'm going to think of someone Nets or Nets affiliated. Okay. I want to. I want to emphasize Net because so we're on a road trip. We came up here. We drove out here together like a couple of crazy kids. Uh-huh. Um, we're here, and when you're on a long road trip, as we were. Uh, when Hillary's not puking, you play games, right, to pass the time. Right. So 20 questions. Okay. okay. Yes. I'm going to think of someone either on the Nets or Nets affiliated. Okay. And I want to emphasize the latter. Okay. Okay, not to give anything away. And you have 20 questions to guess who it is I'm thinking of who's Nets or Nets affiliated. That's what related to what? What are related? Like could be in the media, could be in the front office, okay. could be a coach. Oh, okay, okay. I guess I have to so. See it's a human goes. being. Okay. Yeah, it's a human being. You know that, and they're involved. They're engaged, involved in some way with the Nets. So get a little closer, put your thinking cap on, and go ahead and fire off some questions. The quicker, the better. Okay. Is this person a player? No. Is, Not on the nets. Is this person... Okay. I mean, he or she may have played at some point in their life. Oh, interesting. Sean Marks? No. Okay. Is this person either a coach or a front office person with no. the nets? Is this person in the media? Yes. Okay. Sarah Kustak? You got it! Sarah Kustak. Okay. Wasn't that fun? That, that killed fun. about 18 seconds. <laughs> this road trip is flying by. <laughs> I feel like I'm already in Napanock. Yeah. <laughs> Are we there yet? Okay. All right. So I have, I, have I have one more cabin okay. theme, but I would love it if yeah. you could if you could okay. steer this ship away from my Ca- asinine question. Cabin fever. Cabin fever. Who would you like to be stuck in a cabin with who's a Nets player and why? Okay, so obviously not Spencer Dinwiddie because I very inarticulately described why I don't like him. Uh, I think, and I just have to pick one. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is tough. I think I might be interested in one of the newest Nets. Uh, I mean, obviously, I want to hang out with D'Lo. Like, in IRL, I would be like, I would say D'Lo just because I would love to see what it's like to spend time with basically a celebrity. Um, which is, and he is certainly the only one on the team. Um, but for the sake of this, I think I might say Rojan Kuric 
just because I feel like Eastern Europeans have like a commitment to like stoic binge drinking, which would be a fun thing to do in the woods. <laughs> you know, just like, what do you want to do today? I'm doing it. And he's drinking like a full okay. glass okay. of vodka. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, I kind of sit there and have a drink or two with him too. And I don't know what else we do. Maybe okay. someone starts a fire and he's not impressed or, okay. you know, I just, would just be it's fun. Low pressure. It'd be low pressure, a chill, chill weekend, uh, with Rajan. Okay. Cool. Final one, Simon, for me. And if you have others, I'm happy to, to answer. Sure, them. sure. Um, s'mores. S'mores consists of three elements. Oh, they're, oh, first of all, obviously, s'mores are eaten when you're in the woods. Right, okay. Right? Like yeah. we are. Yeah. Okay. They consist of three elements, all of which on their own are meh. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Who cares? You know, I don't want a graham cracker. Yeah. Like, what am I, two? Right. Unless it's the cinnamon sugar covered ones. Those things are fucking crazy. <laughs> All right. So I don't want a graham cracker, generally speaking, okay. nor do I want a mallow, nor do I want a piece of chocolate. Right. Although I understand many people do enjoy chocolate in and of itself. Yeah. I'm not one of them. Right. Okay. But when the three are combined... It's a it's a beautiful thing, right? I, I don't personally I don't care about I don't care about but just but let's for, for argument's sake, argument sake. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. Like, people s'mores. like s'mores. I guarantee you, someone on this trip is going to say they like s'mores, yeah. and we'll have to hide our true feelings about s'mores, right. which is going to be difficult. Yeah, uh, especially I, I, after a Bud Light Orange. I often say my true feelings after a Bud yeah, Light I, Orange. I can't keep it in. No, I can't either. They're just just bullshit. Yeah, it's too. Sweet. I graham crackers are dumb. Oh, I know. Graham cracker is the least offensive part of it. Really? Me. What's the worst? Marshmallows? Mallow? I hate marshmallows. Yeah, a mallow is dumb. All right. So anyway, it forms a beautiful union, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. So what three nets would you combine to create a super basketball oh, player? Oh, great right? question. And like what no, skills are you question. taking from each okay. to create like a LeBron? Not doesn't have to be mimic LeBron, Got but it. like to be a, the most dominant player in the league. Got what it. three thing? What three players and what characteristics would you combine? Can you take more characteristics than one from each player? Or do you have to take one oh, from certainly. each player? Yes. Okay. It does not have to be, yeah. Okay, so I would take the the ball handling and uh, elite vision and passing of D'Angelo Russell. Great, uh, and I would come and 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 his ability to um, I don't know it's, just, it's hard to describe how he is it when he drives the basketball or how he's able to get open. Let, let's say this just for the sake of whatever to to move on from this. Let's say he's he's a good pick and roll ball handler. Right, and and his his ability to. To manipulate the defense in a way that, yeah. though not not overwhelmingly athletic, yeah. uh, find find opportunities right through use his, angles, use right. people's use what people are expecting him to do to trick them. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So those things from D'Angelo. Second thing, uh, I would like to combine that with the. Uh, Rebounding acumen and general defensive toughness of Ed Davis. Ooh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Who, who I think is, I mean, he's one of the best rebounders in in the league per like yeah yeah you know, yeah great great rebounder rebound ratio. Yeah, he's not Steve Adams, but he's damn close. Right. He doesn't have the physical body of Steve right. Adams either. Right. Uh, 
and let's see. So then, he, so he can he can he's 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 can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. He's got elite vision, and yeah. he can board like nuts. He can board like nuts and play and play tough defense. Okay, and tough then D, yeah. I would combine that with the the rim protection and um, explosive athleticism uh, and the. Ability of Jared Allen. Jared Allen seems to have the kind of like temperament to just like work and work and work at something in a really diligent, like methodical way. He's mm-hmm. not just sort of. It's not just that he's working really hard, but like for example, his free throw shooting. Like that just takes like to me that that indicates that he must have some sort of like well thought out or systemic way of going about it. And I'm sure he got help from you know the the coaching staff, etc. But like. So all of those things about Jared Allen are really appealing. So this would be somebody who is a great ball handling, passing, uh, pick and roll player <coughs> who can who can find his way to where he wants to go on the court. Who is uh, tough, good rebounder, good at defense, uh, great rim protector, explosive, and a diligent and uh, thoughtful uh, worker. Hmm. Interesting. I would have thought. That um, possibly uh, <clears throat> because of the way the NBA is currently uh, structured, mm-hmm. that shooting might have been emphasized a bit. Oh more. yeah, you're right. I didn't say anything about. Uh, I might have just not that it wasn't a question directed at me, but I may have replaced the uh, rebounding mm. tenacity of an Ed Davis, right? And maybe put like a, a Joe Harris style uh, three-point shooting and uh, finishing mm. ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that gets you that gets you to more of someone that that's going to be sort of an elite uh, NBA, now, NBA players. Bill, today. I hate to say this, but that that response yeah. indicates to me that you are, whether you like it or not, buying into new NBA, statistically driven Kenny Atkinson like uh, basketball. Wow. My friend. Yeah, I'm uh, driver sheep. I'm, I'm just I'm just a sheeple, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, this you know it just shows it's trickling to you, trickling down into you. Um, I assume people can hear this. This chair is much more comfortable when you lean back. So I yeah, no, I like I like being hunched over though. Um, all right, great cabin questions. You got any others? Yes. Oh, no. Nice. You're not gonna like this one. No. Though. Oh my God. Who is gonna be the first person of our friend group <laughs> to violently assault someone you else have in our to friend pick group? One. <laughs> um, no, it's 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 not as bad as that. Um, Chris Elliott. Do you remember him? Yes, Cabin Boy. He was in a film called <laughs> Cabin Boy. Yeah, and there's something about Mary. Yeah, and much better in, in yeah. that. I've got a giant white head on my <laughs> eyeball. Who, who do you think, if if you had to pick a net, yeah, who's and you most had to like... show them, not most like Chris Elliott, but could tolerate or at best enjoy... Any of Chris Elliott's films. Uh, I can only name two off the, the top of my Nets head. Nets that would two. enjoy Chris, Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott films. Uh, and he, Chris Elliott in them. Right. So he is an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably one that with 
like a decade and a half of perspective would mm-hmm. be less palatable now, for even sh- than when, sure. like when I was eight and my mom was like, right. no, trust me, Chris Elliott is really funny. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, yeah, I get cabin boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's kind of weird. And there's something about Mary's a psycho with a giant sty right. on his eyeball. That's hilarious. Right. He's charmingly irritating. He's charmingly irritating. Uh, what net is going to get down with that? Um, <laughs> it's a tough one. That is a tricky one. Uh, I guess maybe Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> I take here's, it from here's, that. Here's here's why. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like Spencer feels like everyone's against him, right? And Chris Elliott, like the joke in all the movies, is basically he's just shit on mm-hmm. constantly. So I don't know that Spencer Dinwiddie would find him funny. But he'd be like, oh, no, I get that. Like, I get I get how this guy has to endure all this crap, you know? So he wouldn't mm-hmm. identify with him as, like, a comedic actor. But mm-hmm. he would more more, more empathize with, with just, like, oh, yeah, I know. It's a shitty situation. Right. Everyone, persecuted. Everyone's persecuting you. And you, you just have to, have to get through it, man. Okay. So who? Would, why? Why? What do you think? Do you have a better? Oh no, I don't have a, anything. I, I. No, I mean, Cabin Boy is a great. You know, I thought. Don't think Chris Elliott didn't cross my mind when I was coming up with these questions. Really? Yeah. Oh, I loved Cabin Boy. <laughs> loved Cabin. That also That's had Andy so, Richter in it. That's very funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, Andy Richter was also in There's Something About Mary. I don't remember that. Maybe he wasn't in There's Something About Mary. I'm almost positive Andy Richter is in Cabin Boy. Okay. I, I but Andy Richter was pretty funny as like a, a weird character actor before Conan. Mm, okay, I, uh, I don't. I, I didn't I like no him on Conan. I mean, I didn't that. watch enough Conan <laughs> to care. But like, he was funny as yeah, sort of like Chris Farley light, mm-hmm. like not a celebrity Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jesus, a Christ. subtler Chris Farley. Yeah. Uh, so we did our draft dining thing. Yeah. We don't have to talk about it at great length. Yeah. Um, I'm no not going to talk about it for as long as you like. Uh, we, we mentioned in a podcast two episodes ago mm-hmm. that if we drafted in whatever range we drafted, we had a, there were a certain set of restaurants that we'd have to go to. Mm-hmm. We ended up drafting 21 to 30 in our original position. And so we had to, we had to go to Olive, Olive Garden. Yeah. You want to describe the experience? Yes. What was it like for you? Extraordinarily crowded and hectic to begin with. But yep. once we were seated, uh, I thought our our waitress was incredible. She was great. I thought our um, I thought you showing up tanked added <laughs> added a, an element. Uh, Me to and the Kyle, whole thing. to be fair. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. I thought that the salad and breadsticks, as I had remembered, were spectacular. And the the uh, portobello mushroom ravioli that I had was perfectly fine. Sure. If and a bit overpriced at like $20. So, interestingly, our waitress came up and the very first thing she said to us was, let me guess, you guys do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's another Brooklyn thing. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like last night, last night we went to a Staten Island Yankees game and everyone immediately, it was like, like 
like George W. Bush who just gives people <laughs> nicknames right away yeah, when he yeah. meets them. He's like, right. oh, hey, oh, Meat Jaw. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Meat Jaw. Why am I Meat Jaw, sir? I'm like, you know, a lawyer. <laughs> There's no meat on my jaw. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm here to defend you against human rights abuses that you've been flagrantly <laughs> committing throughout the world. Um, anyway... Uh, so yeah, last time in Staten Island, Simon was called out as Brooklyn at some point. And, and right as I was getting on the ferry, I ran obviously to try to pick up, uh, a Lima Rita for the crew. And, uh, I approached the stand and the guy's like, all right, Brooklyn. And, uh, I asked for a Lima Rita and he said something along the lines of, of course you would want that. <laughs> um, and of course I would. It was ironic, sir. <laughs> Uh, but also delicious. Also, actually, not at all delicious. It was so sweet, I couldn't really drink it. <laughs> um, but that's just what you get with a Rita. Yeah. So what, what were we doing? Talking about the Olive Garden. Oh, the Olive Garden, right. So she immediately pegged us as, as podcasters, which is an odd thing to be pegged as. Oh, there's a hawk flying up there. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. Is that a hawk? That's a Holy hawk. Shit, it's that's huge. Amazing. Hillary, you see this hawk? There's a hawk out here, Hillary. It's a huge hawk. I mean, I think hawks are in general huge. That's amazing. Yeah. Circling around. It's, oh, it's in the sky. Yeah, it's in the sky. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, it was fun. Like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't say it was like a punishment. Would you? We got a bottle of wine that we split. Yeah, a great bottle of wine. We got a, a bottle of, um, what was it? Cabernet Sauvignon. I don't remember. Sure. No, not Cabernet. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. I think yeah. is what we got. Yeah. Uh, it was, nice. It was great. It right. Was, yeah. It was. Very, it, was uh, it had notes of melon. I think. Yeah. It was. It other was a notes. fruity mix. It was sure. a fruity mix. Sure. Had a bit of zip to it. Uh-huh. If I had to put a put an adjective to it. Yeah. There was some zip. There was some zip there. Uh, anyway, I hope we challenge ourselves in similar ways in future podcasts. Yeah, I hope so too. <coughs> um, okay, so. Honestly, I don't think we have a whole hell of a lot more to talk about. I would say it's odd, uh, the one gossip thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. It's odd that TMZ is doing so much reporting on um, Alan, Alan Crabb. Crab. I know. He's, they're up his ass. It's, it's so weird. Two articles minimum on Alan Crabb in TMZ in the last week and a half. Yeah, so the one was the school... Oh, shit. And then I feel like there was another one, right? Yeah. All right. Well, our friends are here. It's time to conclude this podcast. Yeah. We've had a great run. TMZ's got to yeah. stop it. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We're going to... We, hey, we're going to see ya. Wait, no. We're going to see, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. <coughs> We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. A favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed. And in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. If you like Pina Colada.